Hi, listeners. Welcome to Grief Out Loud. Remember the last time you tried to talk about grief and suddenly everybody left the room? Grief Out Loud is opening up this often avoided conversation because grief is hard enough without having to go through it alone. We bring you a mix of personal stories, tips for supporting children, teens, and yourself, and interviews with professionals in the grief world. Platitude and cliche-free, we promise. Grief Out Loud is hosted by me, Jana DeCristofero, and produced by Dougie Center, the National Grief Center for Children and Families in Portland, Oregon. It's the third week of November, and that means we are full on into the holidays, which many in grief consider to be the not most wonderful time of the year. Of course, there are lots of holidays that exist beyond November, December, and January, but there's something about this compilation of holidays that can be complicated and tough, even for those who aren't grieving. Just like grief, this time of year is different for everyone. And no matter what holiday you celebrate or don't celebrate, there's really no way to get away from the emails and commercials and store displays and social media posts about Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and New Year's. Images and messages that inevitably focus on happy families spending time together, families where everyone is alive and healthy. In reality, we know that's not the case for most people, and this time of year can bring up a lot, including wishing you could press fast forward on life and wake up sometime in January. Over the past four years, my colleague, Rebecca Hobbs Lawrence, has joined me to do three different episodes on grief and the end of year holidays. Rebecca is a group coordinator at Dougie Center with over 20 years of experience supporting children, teens, and their adult family members both before and after a death. She is also the coordinator of our Pathways program for families facing an advanced serious illness. The episodes Rebecca and I did in 2018 and 2019 were very different than the one we recorded in 2020, which, in case you're listening to this very far in the future, that was the year when the COVID-19 pandemic was in full effect. This year, 2022, we're in a transitional spot where the majority of folks are moving forward and going back to what life felt like before the pandemic. This shift means that a lot of things that were off the table in 2020 and 2021 are back. Things like traveling to see family, gathering in big groups, doing all the things that people do this time of year. It's different, and in some ways, it's the same, because no matter what you're doing this year, grief is likely to be a companion of some sort. So this mini episode is a check-in on where things stand this year around grief and the end of your holidays. You'll hear what's been coming up for folks that Rebecca works with, and also what she's planning in her own life around the grief of her mother having Alzheimer's. If you're needing more, you can go back in the archives of Grief Out Loud and listen to episodes 27, 98, and 174. Okay, here's my conversation with Rebecca. Rebecca, welcome back to Grief Out Loud. We are starting quite a tradition of having an annual grief and the end of the calendar year holidays episode. Glad to have you back. Well, glad to be here. A little holiday check-in. And listeners, I'm not joking. Rebecca has been on for the last three years talking about grief and the holidays, the winter holidays, or I should say the end of the calendar year holidays, which if you're listening from the Southern Hemisphere would not be your winter holidays. And I will link in the show notes to those. They're like longer episodes where where Rebecca shares some really helpful like tips and suggestions and ways to kind of approach the holiday. But for this year, we're just going to do a little mini episode 
um, so that you know that we're thinking of you all out there who are navigating this not most wonderful time of the year sometimes when grief is a part of it. So yeah, Rebecca, last time we talked, it was December 2020, which felt a lot different than November, December of 2022 in terms of the pandemic and kind of what opportunities are for people to be engaging in holiday activities. So where where are you at with all of that this year? Where you know, I'm, I'm feeling like part of me wants to, to move forward ahead to, to like what all the possibilities that can happen post pandemic. And then honestly, and I know I'm not alone because I've heard some families talk about this too. Part of me wants to go back to 2020 and be like, I'm just cocooning in, you know, there was, there was some certainty around, you know, not being able to do things too. And I think having more choices this year can allow a lot of freedom. Um, It can also add more anxiety and pressure and burden maybe for those things of like, oh gosh, you know, do I have to say no? Do I want to say no? Like there's more personal responsibility in a way of being taking charge of your life again and your holidays um, this year, which can be really great or it can be a bit nerve wracking. Yeah, totally. Because when I think back to, you know, the episode we did in 2019, when we did not know what was around the corner for us around with the pandemic, you know, that episode, we really talked about all the pressures that folks who are grieving face when it comes to the holidays of like, do we do all the same old traditions? Do we start new traditions? How in the world do I do this without the people who have been such a vital part of this holiday? Also, people who just who don't celebrate these holidays and feeling bombarded by all the messaging that everyone else is celebrating those or, you know, folks who maybe this is their first holiday since their person died and things maybe are going to feel, and it's strange to say, but like maybe more peaceful or easy because there was a lot of maybe chaos or conflict with that person who died. And then, like you mentioned, 2020, all of, not all, but a lot of those decisions didn't have to happen because it was like, I don't have to decide, are we going to go to the family gathering? I don't have to decide if we're going to go out and do shopping because that's not uh, open to me right now. That, which wasn't true for everybody, but a lot of folks were in that place. And even if you were disappointed by that or frustrated, you'd be like, Oh, wasn't my choice. You could tell your kids it wasn't your choice because this is just what we need to do. And I do, I think this year, what, what I'm sensing for myself even, but definitely with families that participate in our groups is having that freedom is also now like, oh, well, what if I don't want to do that? I can't use the the pandemic as my excuse. Now I have to tell the kids, actually, I really just don't like that anymore or that I can't do it, which we were trying to tell them in 2019 and prior, right? Like, but now that we've had this experience for you know a couple of years of having this built-in reason why we can't do something, um, we have to own it again, and that can be hard. Especially when you're grieving, you know, like oh, I'm grieving, and I have to own that I really don't want to do this. Well, and I think too for folks who, you know, I think there is a lot of people who are kind of going back into what life looked like pre 2020, and there are folks who that's not possible or not 
safe or comfortable. And I'm thinking particularly about the families that you work with in our Pathways program where they're facing an advanced serious illness and wondering every year you always have some like a little bit of a different aspect that they are thinking about when it comes to these end of the calendar year holidays and just wondering, you know, kind of what you're hearing this year. Yeah, this year there are, I mean, there are those few who are being much more careful still, not just with COVID, but there's a lot of other illnesses that are out there and just wanting to be very cautious. But I think for others, that freedom of being able to be like, oh, you know what, this might be our last year together. And having the opportunities to travel, maybe seeing family they haven't been able to really see previously. There are quite a few who are willing to take some some additional chances. Um, you know, again, it's so diverse and different for every person, um, their experiences. But I'd say definitely there are more of them now who are willing to put themselves out there a little bit more, take a few more risk than they were previously. Yeah, I remember in one episode, you talked about how for especially the folks in the Pathways program who are facing maybe the end of their own life, there can be so much pressure to make this holiday the most amazing, perfect, magical holiday because it could potentially be the last one. And for a couple of years, maybe people's options for making it magical (laughs) have been limited and that they're feeling maybe some uh, relief uh, to be able to re-engage in those different activities. Yes. Go go visit family they haven't been able to visit and have additional people over around them, surrounding them with love and that they haven't had before, which also comes at a cost you know, too, of not just um, vulnerability around illnesses, but, but that comes with its own exhaustion and their own expectations, you know, too. I think there has to be a lot more family communication again. I think with COVID shutting things down and not being able to do things, there were a lot of things we didn't have to maybe necessarily clearly communicate with as much detail previously with our children, with our other families or friends, um, that having these options opened up again, it's like, oh, we have to communicate again more clearly. Like that's something that not every family has had to necessarily do. And um, I think just like every muscle, you know, needs to be exercised. Certainly communication is something that, you know, needs to be practiced. And perhaps we all haven't been practicing it to the extent we had been before. And I have seen that some of our families, um, including my own family, right? Like we're having to, I'm having to take a step back or I, I hear a family talking about adult caregivers saying, oh, I, I had to go back and have that conversation again because I realized I wasn't clear um, talking about like, what are our expectations this holiday season? What are our hopes this holiday season? Because we hadn't had to do that. And I, I didn't realize in that discussion that I didn't make myself clear. (laughs) (laughs) Can, can we talk a little bit about guilt and the role that it plays in grief or, uh, well, I mean, it plays a role in grief a lot of the time, (laughs) but I feel like it can be particularly in hyper-focus during this time of the year uh, with the end of the year holidays. And yeah, what's your sense of like how guilt is showing up in grief around this time? I see it with, uh, oh my gosh, like in how we want to celebrate. Do we want to be around people or not? Those who, you know, feel, might feel guilty around, no, I don't want to be with people. This is, you know, we're 
this is family time. Yay, everybody. Let's get together. And when you're not with family at Christmas, you're celebrating New Year's with friends, you know, like there's a lot of togetherness, but there, there are people struggling with that sense of like, I don't want that. And that guilt that that brings, like, is it wrong of me to want to only be with my kids or like these immediate family members, or is it wrong of me to not want to go shopping all this big stuff and buy things for people? Like, is it wrong of me? I think that's that question. Guilt, guilt shows up. Like, what are the, what do you ask yourself when you're feeling guilty? And that is probably one of the questions I've been hearing in the adult caregiver group. Is it wrong of me? Like they're questioning that in, in so many ways and, and having to have just those conversations with people and and facing disappointment, not their disappointment, disappointing others. Well, and then there's the piece too of, for some folks heading into these holiday times with their grief, they still find themselves having fun and enjoying moments with family and appreciating time together even more, or kids still having fun doing whatever they're doing for whatever holiday they're celebrating or not celebrating. And I think about that, right? The guilt of like, oh my gosh, I just laughed. I just had a great time. I didn't think about my person for 35 minutes. Like, what does that say about me that I'm so ready to just be in this holiday spirit, quote unquote, while I'm grieving? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And because we have complicated relationships, one, maybe it sounds like we are relieved. Um, we have, there is a sense of relief and, and it frees us up emotionally and, and just in, in a lot of ways to be able to go experience fun. But also we often think in, in terms of like either or, right? I either have, am having fun or I'm miserable and grieving and sad, but like, we have the capacity to hold all of that within us and, and be able to be sad and happy at the same time. And, and it's been a conversation that's been really interesting with like, how, like, how do we do that? And how does it show up for us? And, and really just giving ourselves permission to uh, being like, you know, I can be incredibly sad and missing somebody even and happy at the same time, enjoying the people I'm with right now, enjoying this experience right now in this moment, you know, but that's, when you said guilt, you know, that guilt comes up for people too. Of like, if I'm laughing while this person's not here, what does that mean? Did there, you know, what did they mean to me if I can enjoy this right now? As I say, I think it goes back to that part of that question then, right? Is it wrong of me to enjoy this moment? if they're not here to experience this too, right? And there seems to be like you're talking about being able to hold multiple realities at the same time, multiple emotions, multiple thoughts. There's a very fine line between like dread and anticipation. And I think especially in grief, it's really hard to pull those things apart. Like I'm dreading this, but I'm also anticipating it. Am I having, am I looking forward to it, but I'm also dreading it. How can those two things be true at the same time? And to me, it feels like grief is just like, intense education and holding multiple truths and feelings and thoughts all at the same time. Yes. And our, you know, those truths too. And then I think that place of just, again, anticipation and having that space of like unpredictability, often any death, any, any type of loss gives us that, that 
open space of unpredictability and, and would, yeah, are we filling it with um, an ex excitement anticipation for something? Or are we like, oh my gosh, just more unpredictability means more, more nervousness or more dread about what might happen. And you now it's like, what do we fill those spaces with? So Rebecca, every year, I feel like you and your family got something planned that's like a ritual or an activity that's really rooted in holiday times, but also in, in honoring grief. I'm just wondering, you have anything uh, in your mind in the hopper for this year? <laughs> um, in the hopper this year? Um, well, twofold. My, my husband's um, mom just died a year ago, just the anniversary. So we are, for our Thanksgiving, we are incorporating some of those um, things, uh, memories with his mom as we have his stepdad over. So like, how do we incorporate her into our family gathering? But more so this year, I'm kind of, it's a little flipped. My mom has Alzheimer's. And um, so I'm actually looking towards, you know, my last years with her. And this might be my last year where she has um, some functional memory to be with us in that way. And so I'm thinking actually about not my grief around my previous losses, but my upcoming loss of my mom. And how do I want to incorporate my mom into my festivities this year for myself and for my children um, in ways that we may not have her again? Um, so what stories do I want shared? What pictures do I want taken? Like I'm kind of putting a plan full, like if this is the last one, you know, at four, uh, us to be able to have meaningful conversations. It's a very different experience than you've had the last couple of years and talking about like bringing memories in of the people in your life who have died, but kind of forecasting to that time when, you know, thing, the relationship with your mom may be very different. Right. And, you know, cause I feel like that I have all of that kind of honed in, like I have all the fish on my tr Christmas tree that I need and, <laughs> You know, like everybody who has died has their special ornament, you know, that's on the tree and we have their foods that we like, like I kind of dialed it in so that that actually has become a predictable <laughs> thing for us. Um, and I get, this is the new, the new piece in my life around loss that I'm coming up against now. Well, Rebecca, as always, I just appreciate you coming on the show to talk a little bit about this holiday time and just wondering if you have any last bit you might want to put out there to our listeners who are either coming into their first end of your holiday season since someone has died or in a similar situation that you are where someone in their life that they care about is maybe facing the end of their lives or someone who's coming in for their 21st holiday season. I would just, you know, strongly encourage people to be able to definitely take time for themselves to really think about what are things that are working or not working for them and for their family to honor that and to communicate with each other because what one person might need, someone else may want completely the opposite for, you know? So like being able to, to take in all of those considerations and ask for help if you need it. Family and friends often want to help and they just don't know how. So I'd say ask for help, whether it's putting lights on your house or taking the kids for a while or whatever it might look like for you. 
if the people are there. That's true. I guess that's always the one caveat, right? That if you do have support system in your life, give those people something to do. And if you don't have support system that's in your community, see if there's ways to find at least some emotional, emotional support, whether it's through an online Facebook meetup or something out there to find some community in your grief, at least people who can validate kind of what you're going through and maybe offer suggestions from their own lives too. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. Well, thanks again, Rebecca and listeners. As always, I'll put in the show notes links to our longer episodes where we really were detailed about different things that you can think thinking about as you navigate this holiday time. There's also a webinar that we are offering. It's coming up on December 1st. You can sign up for that on our website, dougy.org. And we have a holiday, like navigating the holidays tip sheet that includes a worksheet plan for those of you who like to get organized about these things. And it kind of takes you through What are the main things that many of us are often contemplating, like food and traditions and decorations and things like that, and gives you a place to write out like what you want to do, what you don't want to do, and to incorporate input from other people in your family too. So if you like structure, go check out our holiday plan worksheet, which is also on the website. Thanks again, Rebecca. Thank you. And listeners, I say it every time. Thank you so much for being part of our community, for making the show mean something out in the world. You can always email me, griefoutloud at dougie.org, D-O-U-G-Y dot O-R-G. That's our website. I already told you about that. You can go find all the resources there. And I'm also excited to share with you that this podcast is sponsored in part by the Chester Stephan Endowment Fund. So thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll join us again next time. <laughs>